This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager! Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the King, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now here's your host Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast as the Mariners get the win in game one of the series against the Oakland A's. Big offensive display for the Mariners as they roll over Oakland in game one of the three-game series. Two more against Oakland. No podcast tomorrow. Day baseball coming up tomorrow in game three of the series from Oakland. Mariners winning 7-1. to one. A lot of offense in that one, but Felix Hernandez, the story... The King on his game. Swung on, two-hopper right to the first baseman. Yonder Alonzo waves off Felix, goes to the back, steps on the pillow for the out on Maxwell. 11 in a row, retired by King Felix. What a performance tonight. Six innings of two-hit ball, one run, a solo blast was it. A couple of walks and two strikeouts. He was outstanding in that start against Oakland. Oakland was less than ideal. What happened? It was bad. It was bad. I think, I think Mel told Skipper, like, hey, the sure elbows are stretching and playing catch with the outfield because the bullpen he threw, it wasn't good. Is it like your worst ever? Yeah, it's about there. Yeah, it's right there. The worst. I think it's the worst. It was bad. What changed? I'm just trying to, you know, go out there and make a good pitches. I mean, you know, get the ball down and a lot of ground balls and throw a lot of sinkers. How does that change your mentality when you know going in, it does not appear that you have your best stuff, and you've got to come up with a different game plan? I'm just going to go out there and compete. So that's that's my mindset. I mean, go out there and compete, trying trying to put some zeros on the board, trying to give the team a chance to win. When did you lock in? When was it different for you after? I was bad the whole game. Just just trying to make pitches. Uh, But like I said, when we scored, it was Mike the first homer, right? Yeah, when he hit a homer, I'm just, you know, trying to. Trying to go five, six innings and win this game for the team. And the double plays must have helped a little bit more tonight. The double play was good. I mean, it's pretty good. Throw some sinkers down in a way and get some ground balls, and it was good. How about this six innings? I mean, third start back. Nice one here. That was pretty good. I mean, I'm telling you something. Uh, last start, I feel strong, real strong. And look at the results. This time, I wasn't, I wasn't sharp enough, and look what happened. But, you know, I'm happy with that. I think uh, I'm done. I think I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go the last day of the season. And like I said, I just got to learn from my mistakes of what I did this year. I mean, trying to be healthy for next year and be better. Would you have wanted to go had you not had this type of outing tonight? 
Uh, we talked about it like a week ago about last time. So if we're not fighting for anything, we, I was not going to pitch. So. But, you know, but the results about this game today, it was, it was good. I'm happy with it. I'm just going to take this from, from, from that next year and see what happens. What have you learned from these starts off of the deal? Yeah, it's, I mean, what I learned, just, like I said, just, I just want to be healthy. You know, if you be healthy, I think I can do things like I did today. 2,500 innings in your career. I heard that about. But all for one team, that's what makes it really unusual. What does it mean to you to have thrown all those innings for one team? It means a lot. I mean, I, I, made, I, made, a, I made a comment about when I signed my contract here that I was not going to disappoint anybody. And I'm going to be loyal for this team, and I want to make the playoffs with this team. I mean, it's not going to happen this year, but two more years to come, and I'm happy to be here. And offensively, Mitch Hanniger goes deep, not once, but twice, two for four, three RBIs in the game. Next pitch swung on, driven deep to left. Canna going back, and that is way out of here. But 15 rows up, home run Mitch Hanniger. It's his 15th homer, his 44th RBI, and the Mariners have a 4 nothing lead. Here's a pitch, swing and a drive deep into the gap in left center field, and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. A line drive home run over the tall left center field wall here at the Oakland Coliseum. What a drive by Hanniger, his second home run of the night, his 16th of the season. That was shot out of a cannon. It comes with Gamble aboard, and it's now the Mariners 7, the A's nothing. And for the Mariners, their fourth home run of the evening, a breaking ball, and Hanniger got it out to left center field. Mike Zanino, a three-run blast as well for the Mariners, number 24 on the season. Here's the pitch. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to center field. Smolinski going back, looking up, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Mike Zunino with a three-run home run here in the top half of the second, a 3-0 Mariner lead. Number 24 on the year for Zunino with Seeger and Alonzo aboard. And the Mariners are on top three to nothing. What a shot by Zunino. And Yonder Alonzo says hi to his former team. Here's the pitch. Swung on, well hit ball. Deep to straightaway right field. Joyce going back, looking up, and goodbye baseball. Yonder hits one into the wild blue Yonder here at the Oakland Coliseum. Right over the top of the out-of-town scoreboard, his 26th home run of the season, his fourth with the Mariners. And the Mariners now lead the A's by a score of 5 to nothing for the Mariners. Their third home run of the night, Mike Zunino, Mitch Hanniger, and Yonder Alonso now here in the fourth inning. 5-0 Mariners. So M's with the win, 7-1. to one. Here's the skipper, Scott Service. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, nice ball game tonight. You know, Felix was, was really, really good. And, you know, the reason I, I was laughing when I came in, um, you know, it's probably one of the worst bullpens he's ever had. You know, he warmed up before the game, and uh, even Mel said to me, he's like, I don't know if he can get through the first inning. He's got, like, nothing. There's Nothing's working. This is not going to be good. You know, and um, lo and behold, he went out there, and he got through the first, and, you know, got a couple double play balls early, and, you know, he found his rhythm. He just executed. You know, he made pitches tonight. He wasn't trying to strike people out because he knew he didn't have maybe his top-notch stuff, but he executed at the bottom of the zone, and, goes to show what kind of talent uh, Felix really has and, and the nights that he doesn't even feel good. He just executed, stayed at the bottom of his zone and, and trusted his stuff. We made some good plays behind him too and you know, offensively it was nice. You know, we got some home runs tonight. Hanniger swung the bat outstanding. Zanino hit the ball really good. You know, Alonzo was right on it tonight. So nice, nice game. Nice effort. And I know guys are 
you know, disappointed uh, how the last homestand went. Um, but I give our guys a lot of credit. They came in today. We went through our meetings, our normal preparation, and nobody's backed off. You know, we talked about finishing, and, and we'll finish strong. And, you know, that's what you ask of our guys, to be professional, and that's what they're doing. You mentioned preparing for next season already. Two of those kids, those two kids that hit the homers today, Mitch and Mike, are big parts of your future next year. How big is it for them to finish kind of what they started this year? No doubt. Those guys have had outstanding seasons. Obviously, Hanniger's been interrupted by the injuries, but and Zeno with a, Zeno, a little stint you know, in AAA. And it's just great to see those guys finish strong uh, on a good note. They have a lot of confidence right now. We're certainly going to need them going forward here. They're a big part of this organization going forward. Hey, Felix after 70 pitches. Is that just a six up and down? Yeah. We were ecstatic that he got through six innings. I think, you know, again, uh, as efficient as you can be, you know, right there at the bottom of the zone and challenging guys. So, you know, good outing for him. Happy if he got the win tonight. And, you know, offense contributed a lot to it, too. So you preached about him being more efficient and kind of doing that. The more times he goes out and does this, will that help him going forward? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope it does help and belief and he doesn't have to, you know, go out there. But some nights you just don't have the wipeout stuff and to be able to execute and, and get through a lineup and get him to hit the ball on the ground. And that's what you have to do. And I think he, he's starting to understand it. You know, it's hard when you've had the career and the success he's had and the way he's done it to kind of switch your mindset a little bit. Tonight he kind of had to, and it worked out great for him. To give him another start? Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow when he comes in and, and see how he's feeling and where he's at. But really glad he, he, he gave us the effort he did tonight. 2,500 innings for a pitcher is good for any pitcher, but all in the same organization. You almost never see that anymore. Can you, you never talk about that? And it's unbelievable for any pitcher, 2,500 innings. No, he's had a, just a fabulous career. And, and uh, you know, it's been a little frustrating for him the last couple of years with the injuries. Certainly this year missed a lot of time. And, you know, when you don't have him in that rotation and you take him and Paxton out of it, it's, it's really been difficult, you know, for our club to get things going. So, again, really uh, outstanding effort by him. And it's nice to see. So Paxton gets the ball tonight from Oakland. 7.05 first pitch from the Coliseum. James Paxton, 12-5, 3-0-3 ERA. And then Wednesday, day baseball from Oakland. Again, no podcast with day baseball. Ramirez will go again coming off of his great start against Cleveland. 12-35 first pitch. Kendall Graveman will get the ball for Oakland in game three of the series. Off day Thursday and then weekend series in L.A. against the Angels. And that wraps up the season for the Mariners. Shannon Dreyer in the dugout here in Oakland right now catching up with Mitch Hanniger. And before we get to the baseball stuff, uh, there's some fashion things to talk about. Yesterday there was some dressing up, and that was very well thought out. You have a huge group of people to dress up. Right. Kind of describe the scene yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, uh, I got to dress up last year too, so this was... <laughs> Uh, going back to back, but hopefully this will be the last time first full season in the big league. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I was Wolverine, and we had a lot of minions. Um, Gamble was uh, Thor. Yeah, there's, it was it was fun. It was a good time. They, they did a good job. I'll just warn you. I remember Michael Saunders had to dress up three times. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nah, this is gonna be the last one. <laughs> Put the foot down. The other thing is, I thought it was very nice, and they, these were all tasteful, nice costumes. But uh, kind of the more veteran rookies, you and Ben got to be superheroes. Yeah. So that, yeah, <laughs> they could have been a lot worse. So we were happy with that. It was a lot better than my costume last year. I was a, a nurse, so it was better yeah, than that. I think there are rules against that now. Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully, hey, uh, just kind of looking back at the entire season, hey, it's great to see what you're doing right now. But what is the biggest thing you take kind of individually? from this year in your first full year? Um, just 
kind of taken away from the whole experience, just learning every day, trying to get better. Um, I guess you never really know what it's like until you go through a full season in the big leagues. It's longer than a minor league season. Um, last year, spent majority of the year in the minor leagues and then got called up at the end of August and then spent you know the rest of the time in September too. But it's a little different playing every day, being um, traveling and, and being with the team. So it was, it's been a really good experience. I learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to next year just building off of this year and um, going home this off season, continue to make adjustments and get stronger, faster, and uh, – you know, I'm looking forward to next year, although we still have a week left here that you know, I'm still focused on. So the, kind of the ups and downs with what you were just talking about, the travel, and it, it's a different spotlight. There's no question, a different right. intensity. Uh, what are the things that you kind of have to battle through in that? Um, in the minor leagues, you can just kind of go completely under the radar. You know, um, There's not as much coverage. There's not as much people in the stands. So you hear it's a little different, but that's what you've been playing your whole life for. So you want to be on the big stage. I want to be out here with you know the best competition in the world competing against these guys every night. Um, you really see how good you are and how good you can be when you face this type of competition every day. And it's it's tough, but it's I, you know the guys that are here that stay and do it a long time, are the true professionals that work hard and continue to make adjustments, and I think this game is all about getting better every day, and that's my main focus. You talked about getting stronger, getting faster, and then there's your process at the plate. How do you come up with a plan for an off season, and what you do to go about that? Um, just kind of look back at the season, things I did well, things I didn't do well. Um, and, I mean, the main every offseason for me, the main focus is to get stronger and faster. Um, when you play 162 games in a season for, you know, six-plus months long, your body breaks down. So in the offseason, I need to go back and build up more strength and, and more size and more and more speed for the next year just because this season is so grueling. But, um, you know, and then as far as at the plate, just continue to work on my swing, just fine-tune everything. And, and this offseason, I think I'll – definitely work on um hitting more breaking balls just mixing that in to make that you know uh, a tool of mine where I, I feel like i've done an okay job this year but i know i can get better at that so that's something that i'll focus on this year is that a big eye opener i mean obviously you step up to the big leagues you're going to see more and better at that point yeah i mean in the minor leagues you i've seen guys that are just as um, nasty on the mound as far as guys you face in the big leagues, but there's more of them in the big leagues. This is the top of the, you know, the cream of the crop up here. So you face guys every night that are like those top prospects you see in the minor leagues. Um, so it's about being able to be consistent off those types of guys. And just like, you know, when you're playing against good competition, if you're a good player, you will rise up as well as long as you just try to get better and learn every day. What do you do? I'm hoping you kind of turn things off for a little bit. What do you look forward to non-baseball in the off season? The first week, just relax. I mean, no no plans. Just waking up and knowing I don't have to be anywhere at any time and just relaxing for the first week. And then I start getting in the gym real quick, you know, within four or five days after I get home and start working out hard. And then I start hitting again um, probably mid-November and just slowly ease into that. We're looking forward to seeing all the work when it comes to spring training in this final week. Mitch, thank you. Thank you. On this edition of At Home, we're going to we're going to read an essay by one of my favorite authors, a great baseball author, Roger Angel. It's called On the Ball, and it goes like this. It weighs just over five ounces and measures between 2.86 and 2.94 inches in diameter. It's made of a composition cork nucleus encased in 
two thin layers of rubber, one black and one red, surrounded by 121 yards of tightly wrapped blue-gray wool yarn, 45 yards of white wool yarn, 53 more yards of blue-gray wool yarn, and 150 yards of fine cotton yarn, a coat of rubber cement, and a cowhide, formerly horsehide, exterior, which is held together with 216 slightly raised red cotton stitches. Printed certifications, endorsements, and outdoor advertising spherically attest to its authenticity. Like most institutions, it is considered inferior in its present form to its ancient archetypes. And in this case, the complaint is probably justified. On occasion in recent years, it has actually been known to come apart under the demands of its brief but rigorous active career. Baseballs are assembled and hand-stitched in Taiwan. Before this year, the work was done in Haiti. And before 1973 in Chicopee, Massachusetts. And contemporary pitchers claim that there's a tangible variation in the size and feel of the balls that now come into play in a single game. A true peewee is treasured by hurlers. And its departure from the premises by fair means or foul is secretly mourned. But never mind, any baseball is beautiful. No other small package comes as close to the ideal in design and utility. It's a perfect object for a man's hand. Pick it up, and it instantly suggests its purpose. It is meant to be thrown a considerable distance, thrown hard and with precision. Its feel and heft are the beginning of the sport's critical dimensions. If it were a fraction of an inch larger or smaller, a few centigrams heavier or lighter, the game of baseball would be utterly different. Hold a baseball in your hand. As it happens, this one is not brand new. Here, just to one side of the curved surgical welt of stitches, there's a pale green grass smudge, darkening on one edge almost to black. The mark of an old infield play, a tough grounder now lost in memory. Feel the ball. Turn it over in your hand. Hold it across the seam or the other way with the seam just to the side of your middle finger. Speculation stirs. You want to go outdoors and throw this spare and sensual object to somebody, or at the very least, watch somebody else throw it. The game has begun. But it's one, two, three, take it out at the old ball again. See you later!